Hey, this is Tamara Renee. This episode is brought to you by Kingsford Premium Wood Pellets, which are 100% pure flavor wood pellets with zero undisclosed filler wood additives or flavor oils. Kingsford Pellets features two times more flavor wood than other leading brands for unmatched smokehouse flavor. Kingsford Pellets are designed for use in pellet grills, but are also a perfect addition to standard charcoal grills. Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam. What it do, boo? What <laughs> I thought I'd try do, something boo, different. Boo. <laughs> you like that? I do like that. I or should re- I, I say, hey? Oh, yeah. And I like when you change it up. You throw me like, you just throw me a ball and I'm like, what, what, what was that, a curve? And I'm like, that was a curve and what a do, boo, and a hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Doing, I'm doing most excellent. You guys know the drill. Renee had a very eventful weekend. I'm just going to tell him, if you don't follow this guy, as in Renee Garcia, at It's Renee Garcia on Instagram, Instagram stories, you're doing yourself a disservice. He went to a, that was like a throwback. That wasn't, you said it was 80s. That was more like the 70s because I saw Blondie, was it? Well, Blondie was really more of, of like 70s going into 80s. And that was the crazy thing about it. The bands before her were all 80s. But Blondie really was the one who kind of was the trendsetter. And obviously she headlined for good reason. And if anybody out there knows music, Tam, just as much as you do and I do, the one thing that I did like about the concert was that all the bands that came before Blondie were really paying tribute to her and telling everybody, look, man, if if it wasn't for this woman and her band, there might not have been their bands. And, and they were all right. And, and the funny thing is about it, Tam, is that somebody there had to tell me this because uh, as much as I think I know music, I obviously didn't know music. You know, the song Rapture that she had, and any of our followers here that listen to music in general should know Blondie from, from way back, obviously 70s and 80s. But, you know, the song Rapture that featured Fab Five Freddy, who both you and I know who Fab Five Freddy is, that was one of the first songs that featured a rap lyrical segment on its song on the radio that actually hit number one and the top five on the charts. Not only that, but the first time that it actually included a woman rapping. Think about that. Let that settle in your mind for just a moment and think about how crazy that is, Tam. Not only rap, but a woman actually doing it. And it, it that is that is bizarre because I didn't know that, Tam. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I didn't. And I, I was blown away. I knew a little bit of that. And for those, I've, I maybe we can insert just a quick snippet of it. I mean, I know we shouldn't play the whole song because we don't own the rights to it, but maybe... Right. We can insert a quick little snippet. But the song went something like, Fat Five Freddy wants something, something, something. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So let me stop while I'm ahead because clearly <laughs> I don't remember the lyrics. The only, that's the only part I know too. 
Yeah, it's a song that I guess you can sing along with when you're listening to it, but yeah. Yeah, and if you don't know it, I, really honestly, you can you can Google it and you can, if you got Apple iTunes or wh- wh- whatever Spotify you got, you can literally look it up. It's Blondie and, and the song is called Rapture and it's featuring Five Five Freddy. Okay, there it is. My weekend was very chill and we'll leave it at that. Because there I know you, you guys want to talk some NASCAR, or you guys want to listen to us talk some NASCAR. Let's do it. Let's jump into our top 10 at Polka. No, boy, I will say this. I feel like after stage two, the race always gets good. And it got good at Pocono. It got a little crazy because we're going to talk about that hit that Bubba Wallace took. But before we even get into that let me drop the top 10 on you guys just as a quick refresher Kyle Bush won yet again the big three I don't even feel like we should call it a big three because I feel like it's really just the two of them as in Kyle Bush and Kevin Harvick but yes. nonetheless Kyle Bush won the race Daniel Suarez came in second yippee for Daniel Alex Bowman came in third hey happy for Alex Kevin Harvick came in four, so he drove the number four car to a P4 finish. Eric Jones came in fifth. William Byron came in sixth. Chase Elliott seventh. Ryan, oh wait, is that Ryan Newman or Ryan Blaney in eighth? I don't know why I always do that. I always write Ryan. Kurt Busch ninth. Denny Hamlin tenth. And some quick notables. It was Jimmy Johnson's 600th race start. So he has raced in 600 NASCAR Cup Series races, and he did not place in the top 10 on his 600 start. He came in 17th. So the losing streak is live in a well for Jimmy Johnson. Matt Kenseth came in 18th. And that's not really a notable, but I just like to keep Matt Kenseth's name alive. Right. Okay, so that's some notables. That's some top 10s. Let's talk about Pocono. Yeah, you know, uh, Tam, I think the one thing that stands out, and no question, Kyle Busch, congratulations to the number 18 car and his team. They always uh, obviously seem to know, other than Kevin Harvick's team, know how to win the race at the end of the day. But how about a huge shout out to Daniel Suarez and his team for coming in second. I think this is a big thing only because of the fact that not only has Daniel Suarez not really been in this position before, but the fact that he came in second, it's mind-blowing. And I think it's a a great thing for him. I think it's a great thing for him and his team. I think it's a confidence booster. It obviously propelled him in points. I don't know, Tim. This might kind of throw Daniel Suarez in the mix with some of these other guys that are sitting there on the bubble, a.k.a. Ricky Stenhouse. Yes. Let me pull up the standings really quick. So right now, if the playoffs started today, let's see where he would be. If the playoffs started today, Daniel Suarez would be out of the playoffs because he currently sits in the 20th spot. He's 96 points behind, so he's four spots out of the playoffs. But Ricky Stenhouse, who is out of the playoffs if they started today, is in the 17th spot, and he's behind 56 points. So technically, if Daniel Suarez in the next three or four races have a good finish, and Ryan Newman and Paul Menard, who are also 18th and 19th if the playoffs started today, he could find himself, maybe. Yeah. 
taking that 16th spot. Who knows? What was interesting is, and you guys all know, so we won't repeat this, but Daniel Suarez was the first Mexican driver to take a NASCAR pole. Now, we all know that he technically didn't race his way to the pole, but because technically there was some technicalities and some technical Mm -hmm. issues with post-qualifying inspection that took Kevin Harvick out. And I think it was actually a total of 12 or 13 drivers who had to go to the back of the race because they failed post-qualifying inspections. And this is the things and the risks that you take when you have qualifying the day before the race, as opposed to having it on Friday when the race is on Sunday. But being on the pole for Pocono and starting the race first, that put him in a great position to finish the race. And Kyle Busch is just hot. So it kind of wasn't much he could do to beat his teammate, but it was great to see him come in second place. Absolutely. I think this is just going to kind of uh, maybe give him a little bit of boost of motivation. Maybe it might give him a little something and his team to uh, the next few races. If we could see some consistency here with whether it's Daniel Suarez or, or, or one of these other young drivers, then this might kind of be a telltale sign of something to come. Maybe not this year, obviously, because the, like you said, either it's either the top two or the big three that just keep overshadowing everything. But who knows, maybe maybe next year this might propel some of these younger guys to really kind of take over. Because remember at the beginning of the of the season, Tam, where we talked about, well, what is it going to be? Is it going to be the young drivers? Is it going to be the veterans? And obviously, clearly, the veterans have really shown out. And uh, the young drivers have n- not come 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 with it at, at all, if any. I mean, yeah, they, they, they have some wins underneath their belt, but maybe this might be a sign of something to come for next year. So uh, let's cross our fingers and hope that this kid really kind of does well in the future. I'm not going to count him out because after all, his teammate Eric Jones won a race and he's yeah. in the playoffs. So, hey, Daniel Suarez very well could be the next young driver to get a race win. Now, on the flip side, Bubba Wallace, another t- well-talked-about young guy, is not doing so well. <sighs> I don't I don't even know where we can go with this conversation. First and foremost, let me just say this. I was a little bit shaken up after his accident because he didn't immediately drop the window net. I was actually frightened, to be honest. Like I was on the phone on waiting on customer service to help me with some website stuff, my hosting company, not to get all super technical. And I literally went from laying in the bed. Yes, I was laying in the bed talking on the phone to the customer service to sitting up in bed like, wait, Bubba, please. I literally said this to the TV. I was like, Bubba, please put your net down because I didn't know what was going on. I I was a bit frightened and shaken up. And based on the reaction on Twitter, everybody else was feeling the same as I was feeling. Tim, I think what was making it more intense was none of the commentators in the booth were saying anything. They were quiet. And I think they were all caught up into the same thing that we were all at home watching. They were waiting for the net to drop so nobody could say something. And, and I mean, it was dead silent. Yeah. And I mean, I was like, wait a minute, somebody say something because this is, it was too scary. And, uh, and that is one of the, the most scariest things that you could you could watch 
and you're waiting for the net to drop and it's not dropping, there's no movement, that car literally hit that wall going full speed and your stomach is just in your throat. And whether or not you're a fan of the 43, whether you're a fan of Bubba Wallace or not, as a human, as a, as a fan of the sport, all you want is for that driver to make some sort of movement in that car to let them everybody know that you're okay. And it just didn't happen right away. And then finally the net drops. And then, oh my God, everybody was just like, a, like the air out of the balloon, like, thank God. Thank goodness that he is safe. On a side note, we all know, if you haven't heard the news, Bubba is signed to the number 43 car, Richard Petty Motorsports, for another two years. On one hand, you're glad to see the young guy is got a permanent gig, at least for the next two years in the NASCAR Cup Series. But then on the flip side, I thought to myself, another two years in mediocre equipment. I hate to bust everybody's bubble and be all negative and stuff, but I'm being honest with my feelings. At some point, it's almost like he's set up to fail because what is he really going to do? His chances of winning, maybe Daytona, maybe Talladega. I don't know. I feel like now that he has re-upped with his agreement, it's time for Richard Petty Motorsports to figure out their equipment. So they have their alliance with Richard Childress Racing, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's to be true. I think it is too. I think you're right. But it's like, okay, let's get some get some equipment. I mean, Austin Dillon won a race. Can we get this guy to in some better equipment? Like, I don't know. Hopefully they'll figure it out because two years is a long time. Just ask Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth has only been behind the wheel a couple of races this year in mediocre equipment. Maybe it's different when you don't know any better. Right, right, right. But when you know better, you're like, oh, my God, what have I? Like, I'm sure Casey (laughs) Kane is feeling it because he went from running in Hendrick equipment to not running in good equipment. Exactly. It's almost like a kick in the stomach sometimes to your ego because you're going, you know what? My fans are used to seeing me here and uh, now they're seeing me here. Or, or whether or not you're looking at it from a fan standpoint or a personal standpoint. Well, just from a personal standpoint, Renee, like honestly, it's like I wouldn't want to get out of driving a Mercedes to go drive a... A Jetta, you know what I'm Jetta. saying? Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I totally mean, and don't get me wrong, it's nothing <laughs> wrong with a Toyota, but it's like, okay, if you're used to riding in luxury and then you're going to a Toyota Prius, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, although I've been in some of the, like, the um, Chevy Evo, is it? Like, I've been in all these cars and some of them have some really cool technology in the inside, but it's just, you know, you don't really go from a Mercedes or a BMW to a Toyota. You usually yeah. go from a Toyota <laughs> to a BMW or maybe an Audi or a yeah, Lexus exactly. or something. It's just one of those things where you, you want to give the fans and especially your own fans the best performance that you can. And, uh, you know, and when you can't and when you're hindered by that because of just the equipment that you're using, it's tough. And it's almost like you want to explain, but I think fans kind of know, but at the same time, you want to explain, but your fans know, and you know just as well that, hey, I just don't have the ability to do what I want to do because I just don't have the equipment. 
True that. Well, let's not focus on the negative and let's focus on the positive. There you go. As a reminder, if you are looking for a unique flavor option, including hickory, oak, apple, and cherry, the next time you are grilling, try Kingsford pellets. They feature 100% pure flavor wood, unlike other leading brands that use less than 50%. While some brands claim that filler woods are necessary to create more heat, Kingsford pellets have been lab tested and proven to create the same heat, if not more, than other pellet brands. NASCAR COO, as in Steve Phelps, he basically said that we're too focused on the negative and not on the positive. And what he was referring to is that everybody's talking about the fact that five-hour energy has pulled out of NASCAR, like longtime sponsor Lowe's, who pretty much was a on the number 48 car since his rookie year. Yep. They're also getting out the sport. Steve Feltz said that their departure is not necessarily indicative of what's going on with NASCAR. So although it's perceived like, okay, NASCAR is suffering from sponsorship woes, that is not necessarily the case. And I don't know how you slice it up to make it sound good because apparently there's 28% of the Fortune 500 companies all are sponsors in NASCAR somehow, some way. But at the end of the day, perception is perception. Unfortunately, sometimes we perceive things without having the facts. But yeah, the fact is 28% of the Fortune 500 companies are a part of NASCAR. But then there's still the fact that Long-time sponsors like Lowe's and 5-Hour Energy, as well as Target and the numerous other sponsors that have pulled out, have pulled out. Right. I read the same article you did, and it made sense in what the article said and what Phelps did say in the article. And he did say that, you know, the problem is, is when you have a company like Lowe's and you have a company like 5-Hour Energy, who are really big at this point, and everybody knows, you know, how big those companies are. It's just more sexier to talk about those companies leaving than it is the other companies coming in. And he does have a point, but that is just the way, unfortunately, the world of social media works. That is just the way that that this world has evolved, that whatever the bigger company is and lows in five-hour energy, let's be honest, is just a bigger company than maybe some of these other companies coming in. And unfortunately, that's just the way the ball bounces. And I mean, it's it's not, I mean, I personally agree. I think we should try to focus on some positives, Tams. And I think you would agree with me on this, but it's almost like you go, well, how are we supposed to focus on the positives when big companies like that are jumping ship? It just overshadows the positives of what is really happening with NASCAR. One other note, last week, Brian France was on Sirius XM NASCAR radio and he reiterated that the family as in the France family is dedicated to NASCAR and the business of NASCAR and that they'll continue to be committed to NASCAR and they'll continue to be in NASCAR for a long time. That was kind of the sentiments from Brian France as well as Steve Phelps. He reiterated that they'll continue to be committed. 
And they'll continue to say that until they leave. <laughs> exactly. That's a, you. You read my mind. That's exactly yeah, what yeah, I was exactly. Going. Yeah, you are committed, and you're gonna be in the business of NASCAR for a long time. But that doesn't mean you're not gonna sell a percentage of it. So it's just interesting. It, it's I'm gonna keep an eye, just like all of you guys are gonna keep an eye on it to see how it all plays out. That's pretty much it. Not very much going on in NASCAR. Oh, one last thing. Did you get a chance to see your boy Joe Gibbs in the media center after Kyle Busch's race at Pocono? Somebody asked him a question about Kyle Busch being compared to Tony Stewart. And I was very pleasantly surprised to hear Joe Gibbs say that, yes, he felt that they kind of had similarities in the fact that they both have talent. And they are very driven. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. And especially coming from a guy like Joe Gibbs. I mean, here we're we're talking about a guy who has just countless of background of winning and winning and winning, whether it's on a football field or whether it's on a racetrack and uh, or or life in general. <laughs> to be honest with you, Tam, when he says something like that whether it's about his own drivers or another driver, I think a guy like that is respected when he says something like that in general. Let's look at what how this whole year has unfolded. It's Harvick or it's Kyle Busch. I mean, Martin Truex tries, you know, kind of chimes in there every once in a while, but I mean, it's it's the book in, in Kyle Busch show this this whole this whole season. Yes, indeed. Okay, Renee, so I think it is time for some predictions and before we go into predictions, I have a fan comment of the week. Here we go. Did we even do a fan comment of the week last week? Um, I don't remember, but I don't think we did. No, okay. no, we did. No, we sure we did. did. We did. Yeah, we yeah. did. Because mm-hmm. we took it from the NASCAR Reddit board. That is correct. Okay, so we're switching up things a little bit this episode. We're not on the NASCAR Reddit board, and we're not taking a fan comment from our Twitter chat either. And by the way, you guys are all invited. Renee and I are going to do a barbecue on Wednesday. So hopefully this episode will drop and you will be aware of our barbecue. And it's going to be a digital barbecue. Renee and I talked about it last week on the last episode about getting together because I have these Kingsford wood pellets that I need to try out because I'm not the professional griller. And Renee volunteered to show me how to grill. Plus, we haven't hung out in a while. So we're going to throw, I guess, something on the grill, probably some chicken steaks. I don't know. We're going to throw something on the grill and we're going to use these Kingsford pellets that I have. And you guys are all invited. So instead of doing our regular Twitter chat. We're going to do a digital Twitter live barbecue. Uh, yeah, I'll come up like with that. a name between now <laughs> and Wednesday, but you guys are invited. It'll probably be around 7 p.m. Eastern time. On that note, this was the question and it was posed on Twitter by Fast Company. And if you guys don't know, Fast Company is a magazine that I actually enjoy reading. It talks about tech, entrepreneurship, that kind of stuff. There was a crazy article and they posted the article on Twitter and the article was about 
mayonnaise ice cream. And they simply asked the question, should we give the new mayonnaise ice cream a chance? So if you guys don't know, Hellman's Real Mayonnaise Ice Cream flavor has condiment fans outrage, but also may be slightly curious. Renee, would you ever have ice cream flavored mayonnaise? Uh, I'm I'm trying real hard not to uh, gag. Uh, Wait, do you like mayonnaise? Because a lot I of people do don't like, like mayonnaise. mayonnaise. I, I, you know what? I do. I don't even like mayonnaise. But I mean, no, I don't like mayonnaise like that. I like a little bit of mayonnaise, like in my hamburger. But I overall don't like mayonnaise. So I'm probably the last person to even chime <laughs> in on this. But I'm gonna go with a completely two thumbs down with this because I, I just don't. I, I can't see this happening. You're not with the mayonnaise ice cream. Yeah, with the yeah, with the mayonnaise ice cream. I, I can't. I. I can't see myself trying this. Here's the ironic thing about it is that I grew up. I never had my mother never bought mayonnaise. We always had Miracle Whip. And only when I got older, I started to buy mayonnaise. But I grew up always having Miracle Whip. And if you know, Miracle Whip is a totally different taste than mayonnaise. Totally different. Yeah. And and I keep hearing that. And I'm just like, I wouldn't (laughs) eat it. Well, I don't like my food dry in the sense that only thing I like dry is rice. And even that I like brown rice. So it's a little bit different, but I cannot eat a burger that doesn't have mayonnaise, mustard and ketchup. And I I don't like a lot of mustard, just light. Like I just like one squeeze of mustard. Everything I have has a lot of condiments on it. I actually was put on a diet Because at one point I had low blood pressure, then I went on a diet, and then I had high blood pressure, then I went on another diet. And when I say diet, trust me, I'm not talking about like that kind of diet, but these were doctor prescribed. This is what I can eat. This is what I can't eat. And he was like, I had to cut out all condiments. I thought I was going to lose my mind because I just don't like a dry sandwich. I don't like a dry burger, anything. I have to have mayonnaise, mustard, and ketchup. But here's a fun fact, and of course, this is hashtag Tam's Rent, and I'm going to read some of the comments to the article after I say this. But here's a fun fact about me. I don't like lettuce, tomatoes, or onions on my food. I do love salads, but I don't like it on my food. I just started sometimes having a tomato, but I don't like lettuce, tomatoes, onions, relish, Nothing. All I want is from when I was a kid, the cheese, the meat, mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, light mustard, because mustard is an acquired taste. Okay. (laughs) So you learned something new about me. So jumping in really quick with these comments to the question, should we give the new mayonnaise ice cream a chance? Of course, the memes are off the chain. One person added a meme that says, excuse me, I have to go vomit. (laughs) And then there's another meme that says out of this house. And of course, most of these memes are like people doing stuff. So the one with out of this house is that got a guy with a wooden cross. That's kind of blessing the house, like doing an exorcism. And then here's a meme with Steve Carell. Looks like he may be in the office saying, no, God, please. No, no, no. And then somebody writes, what white nonsense is this? And this is actually a meme, but it's like, so before you guys jump out your skin, 
it says, what white nonsense is this? It's a photo of the universe and the stars and stuff. There's one with Danny DeVito and then somebody, okay, I'm going to end on this. Somebody posted a photo and said no. And then they have the hostess snowballs in the ice cream (laughs) form. And if you guys do not remember the hostess snowballs, they were the... They were pink on the outside, then they had a yeah. layer of white something, and then a layer it was of coconut. chocolate something. Yeah, it was either coconut or chocolate. Yeah, I, like I didn't that. like yeah. those. I didn't like them either. Now, I did find one positive comment. Somebody said, worth a shot. Okay, so we're going to leave it at that. Uh, oh, boy, yeah. Renee, we're at Watkins Glen. It's time for predictions. Who you got? All right. Well, here we go. Watkins Glen. I'm going to go with the trend of what I've been going with before. And Tam, I know I've been going on this trend of the uh, number 11 car, Denny Hamlin, and Keslowski, the number two car. I'm going to kind of stick with that trend. And I want to kind of go with one of these young drivers, especially Daniel Suarez. I think he can kind of maybe keep that motivation going, but I don't think he will. I think Daniel may still finish in the top 10, maybe even possibly the top five. But I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski in this one. I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski and the number two team to walk away with a checkered flag. And then my alternate winner, I'm going to stick with Denny Hamlin. I'm going to stick with these two guys because I just feel like they're ready and I feel like their teams are due. So I'm going to go with number two as the winner and the number 11 car as my alternative pick. Those are my picks, Tam, and I'm sticking with them. So you have Brad Keselowski as your winner or Denny Hamlin as your winner? I have Brad Keselowski, the number two car, as my winner, and I have the number 11 car, Denny Hamlin, as my alternative pick. Okay, those are Renee's picks. My pick, I'm going to give you the past 10 winners because I do that every week. Or maybe we should just switch it up and I shouldn't give you the past 10 winners. So Let's we're going to try something different. I'll just give you guys the notables. At Watkins Glen, the notables, as in active drivers who have done something worth talking about. Kyle Busch is a two-time winner at Watkins Glen. He has five top fives at Watkins Glen and 11 top tens. There are five drivers or five active drivers that have won one race at Watkins Glen, and that includes your boy A.J. Armadinger, who people think is the best road course driver there is, although there's only one win at Watkins Glen, but that's a whole <laughs> nother story. Your boy, Denny Hamlin's won a race at Watkins Glen. Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex Jr. All of our big three, and as I'm going to coin the term top two, as in Kyle Bush and Kevin Harvick. I know top two doesn't sound as fancy as big three. So maybe I'll say, I don't want to say dynamic duo because that's just corny and uh. yeah. I'll come up with a name <laughs> next week. On that note, I am going to pick Kyle Bush as my winner again. I feel like he can go for number seven. And I am going to go with his brother, Kurt Bush. I've been going with Kurt Bush pretty often. So I am going to go with him again. And there you have it. Well, those are Tam's picks. I've got my picks. Please give us your picks. And we always love when you chime in, guys. Hit us up on our social media across the board. At Turns No Breaks on Instagram. And as Tam likes to say, the Twitter. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of All Turns No Breaks, guys. We really, really, really 
appreciate when you subscribe to us. Also, please, if you have friends that love NASCAR, make sure that you turn them on to our podcast. All right, guys, for Tam and myself, thanks for joining us. We look forward to talking NASCAR each and every week and especially next week. See you at the barbecue. Bye-bye. Ooh, I like that one. Again, thank you so much for subscribing to All Turns No Breaks. And thank you for supporting great sponsors like Kingsford Pellets, which make it possible for us to continue to bring you free NASCAR updates. Kingsford Pellets are designed for use in pellet grills, but are also a perfect addition to standard charcoal grills. Kingsford Premium Wood Pellets can be found in 10-pound bags, for approximately $12 at select Lowe's and Cabela stores nationwide and in 20-pound bags on Amazon for approximately $19. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 